0: It is Friday as this drops, and you know what that means. I am coming at you with another collector conversation that matters. This time, I got my man, Chrissy Buckets. Yes, Chrissy Buckets is on the pod. We are exploring his collecting habits. He's got a really nice Damian Lillard collection. He's been going off on a side project, collecting some Panini one-in-one. I just... I've been following him for a while had some interaction I said you know what let's get you on the podcast and explore why you're doing what you're doing and hopefully it can trigger a conversation around all things collecting if you like what I'm doing over here hit the subscribe follow all those buttons most important thing you can do is tell a damn friend you're enjoying the stacking slabs podcast without further ado you know the drill let's kick into the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to the show. Another collector conversation. Someone who I've connected with on Instagram. Um, someone who I was looking through his page and I was like, man, like there's there's definitely some themes and cool cards in this. And I want to explore just with him kind of the paths that he's taken and kind of the why behind the collection. I think uh, a lot of you out there have been enjoying some of these chats. So without further ado, I'm joined by Chris you might know him as one of my favorite names on Instagram, Chrissy Buckets. Um,
1: but without further ado, Chris, how are you? Great, Brad. Thanks for having me. Uh, like I said before, when we were chatting before, um, you're one of the only podcasts that I still listen to. And the fact that you collect really just mainly wrestling and football, I think is a testament to just how focused you are on just the passion behind collecting in general. So uh, it's an honor to be here. And thank you for having me.
0: No doubt. No, I appreciate that. And I think um maybe just going from there you know you've got some football sprinkled in but you're mostly a basketball guy but i don't know like what do you think about what you just said there i feel like it's what i have found is it's not necessarily about the type of cards but it's the type of collection and how people are presenting what they're buying and the stories that they're telling where i look back and kind of look through my rolodex on instagram and the people who i'm messaging with regularly and a lot of the times it's people who aren't collecting wrestling or people who are collecting football cards it's people who are collecting things that i'm not necessarily into but i appreciate just their passion behind it so i don't know like is that something like you're looking at on a regular basis like do you have any thoughts around that
1: yeah so um i have a couple of people i wanted to shout out publius 13 and Midwest Vintage Cards, uh, mm-hmm. both of those guys, I would say they, they, they're they like my core chat. So it's just us three in the chat. And Publius13 collects Ken Griffey Jr. and Jordan and, and some other things here and there. He's a big Griffey guy, likes Griffey autos. Midwest Vintage Cards, he's more of a vintage guy, obviously, but then he does a lot of 90s basketball as well, which I don't, I have a little bit of that, but I don't get into that too much. So I think that, you know, the people that I talk to the most really aren't really in my lane, um but I think there's a lot of crossover with how we collect um specifically, I guess you know related to you and i I think we are we are very similar in that we're very into the images that are on the cards and the shiny stuff, and I think that that translates across all cards, right I mean, you know my cards just have a guy with the basketball, your cards have a guy you know by slamming somebody it's just very similar. And I think really what it comes down to me is number one is aesthetics. Um, so I think that's across both of our collections, you know, you can see that.
0: Yeah, I think, and we're going to get into this with some of the stuff that you're buying and collecting. I think so often it's about the cards itself and then like the player and like, our players come secondary. And I feel like I I gravitate to those pages that, are building out, you know, specific, you know, parallel sets of a product, and they're chasing, you know, somebody obscure like, you know, Ronnie Cicely or Bryant Reeves or something. And it's like, it doesn't really matter what their what their the the player behind it. It's kind of the set that they're building or collecting. So I think a lot of people out there um, can maybe relate with that. But I want to jump to kind of you in the background. Uh, Just, you know, this is like your standard status quo question just out of the gates typically, but I'd love to maybe understand just like your history of collecting and um, how how far it goes and if there was a hiatus when you got back, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so I think the story very similar to a lot of people. Back when I was in elementary school and I had a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket, um, I don't know, I was six or seven years old and I liked Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning And I think I had a, I may have had an Orlando magic starter jacket as well. along with a Notre Dame starter jacket, actually. Um, but I remember, you know, 93, 94 Fleer ultra tops, finest opening packs of that, um, taking the bus to school, uh, trading cards with my buddies from elementary school. Um, You know, collecting really from maybe seven till about 11 years old. So it really wasn't that long, but it was like all I did for like a good four year period. Um, And I didn't collect with a purpose. I was just opening packs. I didn't even know what was out there. Right. And the, the last set I remember collecting and I was just kind of like preparing for this and looking and I was like, obviously, I remember 97 Metal Universe. That was a game changer and still to this day is one of the most beautiful card sets probably ever. Um, and then I was looking up like late 90s FLIR Ultra. I think 98 FLIR Ultra was the last set of FLIR Ultra I ever remember seeing or recognizing when I was looking back on Card Ladder. And then when I went to middle school, I switched middle schools. And so I was in a new town. I grew up in um, a suburb outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I went to from a public school to a private school. And the private school kids that I became friends with We're not as into sports as my old friends were. So I found myself getting much more into video games and just other kind of hobbies and whatnot. Um, And so from that point on, I really took a hiatus from kind of all sports in general. I remember I came back to it my senior year of high school. I remember watching the Detroit Pistons in the NBA Finals in 2004, I think that was. And that was like the one season of NBA I watched in between that time. And then I didn't do really anything related to the NBA um, watching, collecting until I was 34. So I had like a 23 year hiatus from really getting into sports and sports cards. I, I would always make fun of my buddies. Like, you know, why do you guys like sports so much? Like, you know, I just didn't understand it. And then, you know, come 2020, August 2020 specifically was when I jumped back in. And that started because I was at a antique shop and I came across some 1991 Skybox basketball cards in packs, bought like 30 packs or something for way too much money, um, ripped them all open. And I was like, I wonder what basketball cards look like now. So started looking around on eBay and and then the NBA started back up in the bubble and just went from there. It, what my question
0: to you is like, what was it about that Hornets team? Because I swear to God, like I had the same freaking starter jacket and was so infatuated with LJ. And then Zoe came and then you had Del Curry and Muggsy Bugs.
1: Muggsy and, Bugs. I forgot about <laughs> him. Oh my God. But
0: but, but that, that was like, I feel like if you pull anyone listening to the show, like, I don't know, like 20% of the people listening had that, starter jacket at some point. So Dude, what
1: you know was what it I, about the Hornets? You know what I think it was? Well, well, Larry Johnson was grandmama. Like the those those old commercials, they made him into into that character and I can't remember what was all surrounding that or even what the content of those commercials or skits or whatever they were. Um, but it was just funny. And I think the jacket specifically, I wrote down on cuz I was like trying to map out like what exactly it was. And I want to say it had a lot of a lot to do with the colors. Just the fact that there was, you know, flashy teal, you know, like I liked the color. It was like that was like such a 90s type color. I feel like Um, it it seems very superficial to say. But like, honestly, again, like it it might might have come back to aesthetics um, with that, because I don't really remember watching the Charlotte Hornets play basketball as a kid.
0: You know, it's almost like how the hobby works now, where you know there, you know, we've got a draft. Well, the draft will have happened by the time this you know goes live. But just as a kid, right, or in, in just in the hobby in general, so much of, especially basketball cards, revolves around the prospects and the young players. But I remember like the upper deck cards with when when LJ was a rookie and he's sitting there with like the headset on. And the Matumbos in that one too, with like the skyline in the back. And I remember just like, that might've been like the first year that I like really glued in and realized like this guy from UNLV, like got drafted number one. And all of a sudden he's on the Charlotte Hornets. And like, there was, I had such a fascination with that. And obviously it translated with cards, but then, you know, I think that it's just like the, the upside thing for me was, was it, which is kind of what fuels the hobby, but it's like, this guy could be the next Charles Barkley or whatever. And I don't think he, he definitely didn't reach those levels, but you know, he had a pretty good career. And I feel like when Zoe came along, that whole thing should have been running for a lot longer than it really did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was that team that I was excited about, but I wasn't thinking, you know, I was, I was a seven-year-old probably. I wasn't thinking about prospecting then I was like, you know, just trying to get the coolest looking cards. I remember the the dream card back then was, was the 93, 94 Filler Ultra Jordan Scoring Kings. And that was like one of the first cards that I bought when I got back into the hobby. And I remember um, we were talking about crossover before the show. I remember I would go on crossover and be like, only buying, you know, 93 Jordan Scoring Kings. And, and that just shows you, you know, like what my mindset was coming back into the hobby. Since then, I've sold both of the Scoring Kings that I've owned. Um, I'll probably buy one back in a PSA four if I could, Um, you know, I just don't want to spend a lot of money on that card in particular right now, because I think it's a good opportunity to get some rarer stuff cheaper. Um, But yeah, I remember that team. And then, you know, obviously Shaquille O'Neal and, and Penny Hardaway, those, those two guys were, were two guys that I loved. I remember the specifically the Penny, the nicknames, famous nicknames insert uh, from 93, 94, clear ultra never got my hands on a jordan back in the day but uh yeah that was another card that i remember specifically
0: yeah and it it, of course well you had all the apparel too i I remember walking into a finish line and the blue we're hitting a lot of nostalgia feel spots for the listeners right here but i remember like walking into the finish line and seeing like the blue and black pennies i think it might have been his first year shoe and I was like, they look so different. I I remember pulling it and like flipping the bottom and it said like $175. Mm. And like my mom thought it was like the most ludicrous thing ever. I was like, kit, and she like shut it down immediately.
1: <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember getting any specific basketball shoes, but I remember getting sambas, like the, a new fresh pair of sambas at the beginning of the school year was always the thing. I
0: love it. Um so going back into the hobby, you mentioned the scoring kings Jordan. I'd love to uh, you know, we all go through these progressions and I'm assuming like you, that, that Jordan card was probably something you wanted as a kid. And then you bought it and you bought it a couple of times, but then as you got more sophisticated and you you realize what your tastes and what you like and probably rarity and scarcity played a role, maybe like getting back in, like talk about just like the, the kind of twists and turns you've, you've had to end up with like your focus in the, the PC that you have right now. Sure.
1: So I was looking back in preparation for this. I wanted to know the date of the first Damian Lillard card that I bought and kind of what I was buying. And it's so ridiculous. And, and I'm so happy that, that um, I kept a record of it. and, And eBay actually was able to show me this as well, but it was August 11th, 2020, the Blazers were playing the Dallas Mavericks and Dame put up 61 points. So like I look back at my at my, at my my purchase history, I see the date August 11th and I had bought like 20 Damian Lillard cards in one day. And they were like $1 to $5 cards. The most expensive card I bought I think was $40, which is like, it was like a second year silver prism dominance insert. Like it doesn't even look good. Like I was just buying cards because I was like, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. I love this guy. I just want to, like, grab all these before everybody else does, not knowing anything, right? So that was that game and watching Dame in that game, that was the game where they beat the Mavericks. So that was good. And by the way, Dame versus Luca all-time, of the 11 times they've played, the Blazers have won six and the Mavericks have won five. Fun fact. Shots fired to the Luca fans. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I, I hope Chris and Christina are listening. Um, yeah, so man, I, it's just, it's changed very quickly. So like after that, like buying spree, I'm like, man, like I just spent, it adds up so quickly, Mm -hmm. even like a hundred dollar purchase here and there adds up so quickly. And in this down market, you know, you really realize how far your dollars should really go. And I think that's one thing that I'm learning is just like, man, like $300 is a lot of money to a lot of people. And it's not like, you know, there are days where I'll be just like, oh, yeah, $300 card here, there, like, you know, days and days in a row. And it's like, yo, you got to slow down, you know, really think about what you want and then save up that money for that $2,000 card or whatever. But, yeah, the first big Damian Lillard card that I bought was uh, his 2012 Prism rookie card, the base card in a PSA 10. And at that time, it had gone from was it over two grand and then it had come down to like 800 maybe. And it was like leveling off there for the first time after that big run up in August. And it was kind of flattening. And I was like, okay, this is the time to buy. And I bought it and it started going up again throughout the season, the the next season, right? Because the bubble ended, the Lakers won. And then they restarted like a month or two later for the following season. And then cards kind of continued on, There was no cool off time. That was the problem. There was no time for those cards to cool off. So they just kept going up. And then there was that, that next spike. And I ended up selling that card actually probably last year sometime for like 400 bucks. I don't know. Um, But you know, it's like, man, I, so I can have his rookie card for $800 or I could have the 2013 select gold PSA 10, for just a hundred dollars more. And that was the first Dame gold card that I bought was like very close to the time that I had just bought his rookie card. And I was like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't want this card. There's a th- over a thousand of them. So that was like the realization of like, why do I like, I don't really care about rookie cards. That was one thing I do for some people, right? Like I like Panini one-in-one rookie cards. That's one exception I'll make. So I've got a Jaws, Zion, Darius Garland, Uh, rookie cards from that set but really for anything else like i'm not super interested in getting a rookie card because it's a rookie card i'm really just interested in getting rare stuff so from august 2020 into 2021 i started to buy more just rare stuff of of the players that i liked um and it's kind of just gone from there uh there's so much you said that i want to
0: comment on first of all like (laughs) i feel like it's with the hobby and with the bubble, it's almost like fantasy land. I always think about, like, literally, like Blazers related, like Gary Trent Junior's, like PSA ten silver rookie was like selling for like five hundred bucks because he was like hitting three pointers, and I was like, man, this hobby is so strange. Like, dude, I set the
1: all time high on the Bull Bull Silver Prism Rocks. So, yes. like, I looked at, yes. I looked back, and I was like, dude, I paid one hundred and forty dollars for that card you know, and ended up selling it for like 20 bucks. But it's like, I almost risk, I wish I would have kept it as like a memento Sure. from From when I was like at the peak of that run-up. I was like literally the guy buying bowl, bowl, raw prism silver, you know? So what I love
0: about this though is like, I'm right there with you, pal, but doing all these things that like, you look back on now, you're like, why in the hell was I doing this? But we are new, freshly new, and there was a lot of excitement and, you, you know, reconnecting with, basketball and I guess like to you was just being newer back in was did that just seem like this is what everyone was doing like this is normal practice like these are the cards that I should be going for before you kind of hit that gear of like wait a minute like I don't need to just focus on the rookie cards there are other lanes to explore like what would you say like the primary factors are that you thought it was just a normal thing to do to buy that bull bull or, you know, spend whatever you did on that Damian Lillard rookie? Oh, my God.
1: I don't know, man. That's such a it's such a tough question. I'm sure I was influenced by some idiot somewhere um, (laughs) (laughs) to, to buy those cards. Right. Like, it's just what it's just like what people tell you is you know the card you want of that player And i mean there's nothing wrong with the especially at this price now you know there's nothing wrong with paying 350 dollars for that for that dame rookie card it's a really cool image um it's a significant card for him right you know it shows him like from a side angle going up for for a dunk i think it is and i wouldn't mind having that card back in a green prism variation or a silver maybe um the the, you know that's come down pretty cheap too like a bgs 95 green prism has just sold for like 750 dollars which is like you know those are pretty rare considering you know how how common the base cards are but man what was it about it like one thing i remember was not really liking the look of a lot of cards when i got back into the hobby but i did like 2019 prism so the fact that bull bull had a had a 2019, you know, that was his rookie year, obviously. I liked the way that card looked. It's, I, I think it's a very good looking card. Some of the other years of Prism, I'm not super fond of. I know you really love 2014. And, and funny enough, like 2014 is, a, is like a set that I don't really like. Uh, something about like the players seem too big to me on the card. The the font I don't like. There's like a bunch of things I don't like about it, but that's that's the beauty of this is that, you know, Um, Everybody can kind of pick their own lane. I will say though, that the gold that you picked up is, is awesome. And the image on that card in particular, who's it? Was it Matt Matt Ryan? Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. That, that card is nice. So I will give you props on that. So not every card from that set is a bad looking card. Um, But yeah, I think it was just, I think the day that I bought that card was maybe the day that he had that like three quarter length bounce pass. to to whoever you know in one of those seating games or maybe it was an exhibition game I don't even I think it was an exhibition game but I was like this guy's got promise you know and just like it's just so fun man like and and I wish honestly that I could go back to the time where you could you felt like anybody could pop off Mm. and you could make a play on literally anybody in any NBA game. It doesn't feel like that anymore, um, obviously. Um, but yeah, I really I, wish it was still like that kind of.
0: Yeah, there was there was some fun uh, fun times around that. Definitely there were some pains. I think some people are probably still licking their wounds. But maybe we'll move forward since I know you've, you've graduated a little bit from that. Maybe before we get into your game PC and kind of what – You're collecting and what you're exploring. Maybe talk a little bit about Damian Lillard. I think he is one of those guys that you bring up his name in any basketball circle, like regardless of if he's people's favorite player or not, like everyone has positive things to say. Mostly people remember the shot um in the playoffs. Um, but I think he's one of those guys who's stuck with his team. He plays his ass off. And part of this, you know, 75 greatest players of all time. So maybe share some perspective on like why da-
1: Damian Lillard, you know, like going back to that, to that game, you know, we had the, I don't know if I mentioned it, but that three pointer that he, there was the arc on it was so high it actually hit the back of the rim and went up straight up like 15 feet in the air. And I'm pretty sure by the time that ball came down into the basket, I was already on eBay, but like, that was the moment that I was buying the cards and I was like, Man, like, and then I started like, you know, I'm hooping a little bit and I'm shooting. Now I'm putting more arc on my shot, and I'm like, wow, these are, the guy's a genius. The more arc, the easier it is that it's going to go right down into the hoop, right? Um, so I just loved his game. I love that he's pulling up from half court. I mean, Curry does it too, but Dame was the guy that I fell in love with. Um, love his loyalty. Just seems like a really great guy, great mentor. I love that he's a rapper. I've always been into music and specifically rap going back to middle school, high school and and into adulthood. Um, So I appreciate that aspect. You know, he's, he's a genuine dude. He's funny, you know, obviously he's got all those commercials and I just love his attitude and the fact that he's stuck with them and the loyalty and um, but also he's got that dog mentality and you can just tell that like every time he goes out there he just wants to he just wants to kill you really and you know in a nice way but yeah it's it's weird like i remember getting back into it and i was i almost became a Kawhi leonard collector i think and then i was like man Kawhi's kind of boring it just it was just something about his personality um i think that has a lot to do with it for me is the personality the loyalty just who you are as a person
0: then get into the i think what i've picked up on from hearing you in this chat is that you know aesthetics are a pretty important factor for you and spending your money and collecting Damian Lillard cards I've, i i notice a lot of gold cards on your page which i'm a big fan of gold cards maybe like talk through just in the cards you've picked up like what are what is it about those traits that you kind of zero in on and maybe share some of your
1: favorite dame cards in your PC right now let me see so I'm so I'm pulling up uh, my card ladder collection showcase or whatever just so I can have an idea of what what I pick out and what I like um, so going back to that first um, the first gold that I bought was the 2013 select uh, gold prism you know so it's a second year dame card I still to this day think that's the most beautiful gold card that I have. And it was the first one that I bought. The border around it is just like so regal to me. Like it just looks like royalty. The, the gold around the edges, the red in the background. It, and depending on the player, the, the background's different, right? So I had a Carmelo Anthony that I sold. And when I did a deal for a LeBron auto that I bought that that's blue, every player has like their team's color in the background. I think it's a really nice aspect. And I know other sets do that as well, but this one specifically just pops. I love the image. He's got his arm up with the ball cocked back and dribbling, kind of looking over to the left. There's a lot of movement in it. It's just a really great picture. And and just the the border is really, now that I'm looking at the card, the, the shape of the border is like a big thing for me. And also 2013 select golds are so shiny. It's like, You know, you got some years years of golds that are that are shiny, um, but others just blow some of the other years out of the water. I want to jump in on that because first of all,
0: you you don't so you don't really see these cards regardless of who you're collecting pop up. And dude, when I saw the Matt Ryan pop up, 2013 gold select, dude, I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, I'm never gonna see this card again. Everyone who has these cards rave about him. And it is the last card that I remember getting in the mail and pulling it out and being like these cards, rule in it for everything you just described. So I would recommend to anyone listening, put up a save search on the player that you collect. And if they're in that across any of the sports, don't even think twice buy it because the cards are
1: incredible. Yeah. I, it was like, it was like, I think it was like a, uh eight or nine, nine twenty-five or eight ninety-five. 95 buy it now with no best offer. And I was like, dude, like just boom instantly. Like I paid right away. I always pay right away. Like yes. I don't get how people will like say I'm going to buy it and then like make me wait three days. It's like, dude, just pay me, you know, or I'll, and I'll pay you. It's like, let's just get this over with. I'm not trying to have any confusion here. Please send me this card immediately. You know? Um, because I remember posting it and somebody commented and they were like, they were like, oh, I was going to buy that car, but I was like picking up some of his rookies. And I was like, dude, you know, you can't wait on that stuff. You got to just go, especially. Totally. And that's, that's a nice thing about like collecting one player heavy is that, you know, the market so well, even though that was my first gold card, I was like, I know this is a good deal. I'm just buying it immediately. I love it.
0: Yeah. Pay. If you're, if you're buying cards on eBay, pay right away. Thank yes. you sellers. What else out of your uh, Dame PC stands out to you? Where
1: where are your like centerpieces? Oh, let's see. I'll be honest with you. I'm a big select guy. And I know that um, there are other people that are like that. And I was really focusing on select courtside golds for a while, just because I don't know. I mean, they're just as rare as the person's gold prism. And they're what, in some cases, like, of the value I mean I don't know it's it's interesting to look at the discrepancy between the like a gold court side PSA 10 and, the, and that player's gold prism from the same year um, and obviously it varies set to set right you know I, I put 2013 select above all of the other court sides even because there was actually no court side in in 2013 select basketball the court side came in 2014. So that's probably my second favorite Dame select. I actually just got that graded. I bought it raw around the same time that I got the 2013 select, but I bought it raw for like seven or 800 and it gemmed. Um, So I was really lucky. So that's a pop too, Uh, but that's another beautiful card. I really like, I have a 2020 prism flashback gold Dame. I really wanted that card Obviously, you know Dame is connected to that 2012 set being his rookie year, and the fact that the, that he's in the flashback set it just brings like kind of like a nice closed loop to that you know 2012 to 2020 you know time frame where you know that was the year that I got back into the hobby. You know, I just love that it that it's the same design. I like the 2012 photo better. Like Mikael Bridges is in the back of his flashback, kind of with his eyes half open. So that card, I'm a huge fan of Color Blast. So I needed the 2019 Color Blast. You know, it's not a gold. It's not as shiny, but it's got that like pearlescent finish to it with the color. He's actually card number one in the 2019 Spectra Color Blast set. So I like that he's the first player in the first set of Color Blast. I think that's pretty cool.
0: Do you find yourself pulling up your page and like just seeing you know, there's a lot of, I'm seeing, you know, gold prism, gold select, do you find yourself wanting to kind of connect the dots on, let's just say like gold select courtside across all of the years, or do you like stop if there's a year that like maybe doesn't hit the feel spot for you as some of the other years, like, are you trying to make the runs and trying to complete runs over years, or is that not,
1: not so much of a thing for you? you know not necessarily i'll be honest with you the the newest court side that's out and and i might be biased because mine has a freaking print line through it um it's a psa 8 i'm actually it's actually on ebay right now for like 400 something dollars but um it's just the it's a weird like the shape of the court side in the 2020 select i don't like particularly for for dames image i don't really like it that much either like his his left leg is really high. His right leg is kind of planted and you can tell that it's like a bubble photo. There's not a lot going on in the background. It's just kind of a weird photo. You can see like the referee's hands. It's just not great design wise. I just don't like how the, the courtside like the, the flow of it, like, you know, how courtside has those curves in it. Just like, I don't like it this, that year, but I bought it because it was on eBay And I can't not win an auction or I can't not buy it when I think it's a good deal. And then I'm like, wait, like, I didn't really want that. So then, you know, I got it graded and I and I put it back up on eBay. And, you know, I knew it wasn't going to grade well. I had a print line, but what are you going to do? You know, there's only 10 of them. So but yeah, that was an example of like, I need this because I'm a dame collector. It's a gold court side. And and even before that, I was like, I don't like the 2020 court side. But I was like, "Ah, I should probably get it. But now I'm like, no, I I can sell this one. I don't need every single one. I'm probably not going to be able to get every single one, especially every gold prism. You know, so right now I have 16, 17, 18, and the flashback. So I don't have 19. I don't have, you know, any of the other earlier years. I don't have 2020. Um, so I imagine, you know, maybe I would love to add 2019. I would love to add you know, 2012, that would be amazing. Um, and (laughs) annoyingly, you know, you put all this money into your collection and I like alt for a lot of reasons. And and for some reasons I don't also like alt, but they had a 2012 gold Dame on one of their liquid auctions. Um, this was back maybe a few months ago, or maybe at the beginning of the year, it went for like 30 K and I was like, you know, like I have so much money in sports cards now, if I were to just able to liquidate a a bunch of them, but it's like, you know, you don't have time sometimes to be able to make that kind of move. And if, and if it's an auction, there's no option to trade. And uh, you know, I have no idea who won that. And they got a really great deal. If you're out there and you, you have that card, There's a buyer over here. There's a buyer. He'll have to trade a lot of his collection. He doesn't have the money. Hopefully you like Damian Lillard. and You just kind of want to like trade down. Uh, But yeah, I'd, I'd love that card. I want to talk with you about, dude,
0: this is like a, this is a set. That's like, I I've talked about this a lot where it's like, man, I'm trying to find the lane to get me back into basketball cards because I was like, that was where I went right when I got back in and, got burned on a lot of stuff. Didn't have so much fun. Prices went up and I'm just been patient, just like kind of sit back trying to figure out how do I enter the basketball card market once again? And are you going to the, talk the,
1: about Panini one and one
0: Yeah. Yes, I am. I I, I I, dude, these cards are amazing. And I love the fact that like you're buying a bunch of them and I want to know why you're buying them because this is one set that I think got a little buzz when it came out, but I don't know, like, I, these cards are amazing. Like, if you just look at his his page and look at the ones you have and you're grading them, they look awesome in slabs. So maybe talk a little bit about this set.
1: Yeah, so Panini 1-in-1 one one came out, uh, what was it, late 2020, I think, this that was released. Yeah, that would make sense. And, and it's funny, like, if you look at some of those first sales of Panini 1-in-1, one one, like, people, like, weren't catching on right away. But then, you know, month even a month in after those cards first started popping up on ebay people were like wow these are this is going to be an iconic set and i mean you know you just look at the photography you know if if i want to pick up one card from a player like for example i have one luka Doncic card and it's from panini one and one it's the 2019 the photo is absolutely beautiful it's like the best luka photo like it's just him dribbling but just like the composition of the photo the stance, the way he's looking. There's no one else in the photo. There's just crowd in the background. It's a full frame. His, you can see his whole body like down to every part of his shoe. It's just a absolutely beautiful card. You know, his his prison rookie is cool, too. I like that kind of step back, you know, classic Luca shot uh, on that card. But uh, but outside of that card. I mean, I saw it and I was immediately like, if there's one Luca card that I want, it's 2019 one-in-one, you know? So number one, the photography, number two, just like the, it's got this really interesting, just like the, the texture of the card, right? It's not like, it's not shiny, like prism, right? It's, it's shiny. It's holographic. Um, They've got that holographic foil, you know, specifically around the edges in the framing of this photo, but it's not super gloss. It's not like a glossy finish. Um, It's more of like it, to me, it feels more like a true work of art than just like every other card out there. That's got a shiny, glossy finish. Another thing that I like about it is that if you look at the player, you know, the player is, is clear in the photo, but everything else in the photo has kind of like a, like a faint black line over it so like it helps the player stand out more in the photo and then i look at the border and and i see just like a it's another aspect of the cards that i just think really lend themselves to being viewed as true works of art i'm looking at the in card ladder in my showcase the most like my highest valued one in one cards and it's the the zion the John Morant, a Trey Young, and a Luka Doncic. I recently picked up a Trey Young gold, so I'm super happy about that because I, you know, it, it was cheap. It was like the cost of two boxes of, of what one and one is going for right now. So it's like, to me, an absolute no brainer at that price. Uh, but in the Trey Young, John Morant is, is also in that photo. So you've got Trey Young number 11, John Morant number 12. I just like the 11, 12 right next to each other. Um, you can see all the way down the court that the shot clock is in the background on the hoop on the opposite hoop. You know, I mean, talk about the photography, the Zion, just that, that, that power up dunk. I mean, it is just like the coolest looking rookie card that I've ever seen. And, you know, say what you will about Zion, but man, that is like his most beautiful rookie card by far and away. In my opinion, you're a Dame collector you like these Panini one-on-one cards and
0: you're collecting a lot of different players. So it's, it's I, what I'm hearing, like, because you love the way these cards are presented, it almost, and I'm sure you don't just love Dame. Like there's a lot of different players you love, but you can't like build PCs for everyone. This is kind of like a little bit of a sandbox to allow you to kind of get a piece of a bunch of different players that you like more and specifically because you think the cards are badass and they look awesome on it. Is that kind of the, the punchline of why you're so drawn to these.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I like having, you know, I'm a collector, but I would be, you know, lying to you if I've, to say I'm not an investor as well. And you, you, I think you have to have like both things at the same time. If you really want to collect what you really want, especially with cards that we like, they're getting expensive. So, and the only way to do that is to, you know, level up. And and the only way to do that is buy what you think is, you know, undervalued or going to do well over time and, and, you know, maybe move some of those if necessary. But I, yeah, but I also like having a little piece of a lot of different people because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And, and I want to be a part of that. Right. And I want to watch more NBA games. I I have league pass and I want to be able to watch a game any night of the week and have a guy, you know, that I'm watching and I have one of his cards, you know, I set it up, you know, right next to the TV so I can watch the game and look at my card at the same time. Right. I mean, you know, I, it's, I love having, it just makes the game so much more fun to watch. And, and the the set really, you know, in my mind, it's, it's the best basketball set since 97 metal universe. Like it's just beautiful. I mean, obviously they are two completely different things, right? Metal Universe is art in, in and of itself and, and probably will never be topped. It seems that way. Right. But but one in one is just a totally different kind of design. And it just it's so classy. It just feels very classy. And I just love the the borders. Again, I think it's weird because I mentioned borders with 2013 select. And then we're coming back to borders again. That, that might be a thing for me. Are there, are there, is there a community of people that are behind these cards? Like if you met other collectors who are kind of doing what you're doing? Oh man. Hedges cards on Instagram uh, has one of the best panini one in one collections that I've seen. And he's the, the first and really only person that comes to mind. I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there that are, you know, just collecting in silence and, you know, you know, some people maybe don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring attention to it. They want to just gobble everything up now while, you know, there's there's still a lot of buzz, but in my opinion, not enough. I mean, look at some of these cards and 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 what's happened to the value. You know, like the like I have a Luca, the the Reds specifically are parallel of Panini one and one that I go after. Um, <clears throat> Hedges, you know, he begs to differ. He likes the he likes the base out of ninety nine, the golds, the blacks. You know, he he's a, a purist in that in that sense. So. He and I are on the same page on the reds, but I, in my mind, the reds, if I look at the reds and the blues and the purples, right? So there's there's the black one-on-one, the green out of five, the gold out of 10, the red out of 15, the purple out of 20, the blue out of 25, and then the base out of 99 in the 2019 set. I haven't had a black from 2019. I had a Carmelo Anthony one-of-one one from 2020 that I ended up selling, um, which was beautiful. That kind of had like a black wave effect to it. But of all the cards of the 2019 set that I've had in hand, save, you know, obviously gold is gold and and it's going to be, you know, one of the most desirable parallels. But compared to purple and blue, the red just stands out to me as like a very sophisticated shade of red, if you will. Um, It's not too overdone. To me, the purple looks a little childish and the blue doesn't look different enough from the silver base out of 99. Um, and there's only five more reds than there are golds from that set. So to me, I like that they look so different too. Like it's a very like deep red. So so it's got like the the eye appeal that like, wow, that's that looks a lot different than the 99. You know, I had a blue John ja Morant and a, and a base John ja Morant. I sold both of them and I kept my red because I just think it looks so different and I can't get my hands on a gold. You know, obviously I would love a gold, but um, for the price you know, the reds versus the golds, there's such a huge disparity that I'm just kind of doubling down on, on the red parallels for now. Um, the Zion, I have a base, uh, the tray is the only gold from 2019 that I have. Um, everything else I I buy are are reds pretty much. I am looking at your,
0: uh, Steph Curry red with the taco bell in the background, which is kind of dope. dope. It's, it's, It's making me hungry, but I'm looking at it and it, Across, like it pops, like even though it's a different manufacturer, the the tops chrome reds um, from like twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. It's very vibrant, um, and I'm those are out of five. Hmm. Um, and the 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 you know they're very rare, right? So that's one thing. But these I could get behind. In those, like I love the way the red pops on the chrome. So um, I think just if you're listening, it's worth checking out his page if you're unfamiliar. Um, with panini one and one i think they're super dope cards and we gave you a little tutorial hopefully the prices don't people don't go scrambling and we can keep a steady steady market conditions right now on on that that card because i think they're cool and if i'm getting back into basketball cards that's a safe search that i'm going to be setting up um i want to kind of round it out um i know we're kind of coming up on time but i just i'm curious um there we've seen just over like some of the auctions, some of the top tier, like bigger cards kind of cutting in half over the past week. The economy sucks across the board. Like we're in a down market. What are you kind of, how are you thinking about this just in terms of your buying and collecting? Like, are, are you take, trying to take advantage of it? If so, kind of what are the things that you're doing right now?
1: Well, Brad, I've been buying so much before for this that it's kind of hard to continue buying it's like damn i already have everything i want like you know at least for right now right so like i've i've kind of been cooling off a little bit but also it's like i don't want to miss this window so one thing that i'm doing right now is like if i see a raw card and like really you know i'm just buying like mostly rare stuff right now um but i'm buying a lot of raw stuff and grading it and that's really allowed me to well, number one is like, you know, since the market's down, I'm not going to be paying the premium for the higher value cards to get graded. So like, that's a benefit. I get to take advantage of those lower tiers that PSA offers, you know, when you have your max value at, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever it is, you know, I can get the specific like lower grading fee. And, you know, even if you grade a rare card, like sometimes it it can double the value of it, triple the value of it sometimes. I've crossed some cards, you know, buying SGC nine fives, um, and crossing the PSA 10, that doubled the value of a couple of cards that I had, um, was able to, uh, complete a deal for LeBron auto doing that. So I love buying Ron grading trading right now, since I, I don't really want to move stuff because it's like, I'm either like, if I'm going to move it, I'll list it on my slabs and, and be like, all right, it's going to, I'm going to put it at like, you know, 4% over what I bought it at, just break even, move the money somewhere else. Um, I'm kind of hesitant to run auctions right now because, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, I've gone through phases where it's just like, all right, I'm going to take these 50 cards, you know, like list them on eBay for uh, at auction, just going to go mad and just take what I get and whatever, it's fine. I don't want these cards anyway. It's money back in my pocket. But like right now, I've sold so much and I've whittled down to really like mostly what I have and what I'm selling has been like PC at some point that like, I'm like, man, like I could hold on to that card. I could sell it, but I'm not really willing to let it go for like half of what I paid for it. Um, So like, I'm just listing like 60 cards on eBay at like five or 10% over what I paid. And just, if one sells great, if they don't sell, I don't care. Fine. Then I'm not buying a card. And then also one thing that I've really liked doing in this time is that's why I've been able to stock up on Lillard gold prism is because number one, the market is down. Number two, his index is way down because he didn't play last season. He got injured or he's been dealing with an injury and he just had abdominal surgery. So he's been out of sight, out of mind for a really long time. So it was a great time to buy his rare stuff and get his stuff graded and get it back in my, uh, my home back
0: here. So much good stuff there. I agree. It's I, I've run some auctions in this market, <laughs> not expecting all-time highs, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that at this point. So you got to be cautious. But I think you provided a lot of good insight and a lot of things that I'm thinking about or doing. Chris, this was fun, man. I appreciated you giving some background. Hopefully, people go check out your page at Chrissy Buckets. Um, Go check out the Panini one-on-one. I think those are cool cards. I'm definitely into it. We could have covered a lot more ground, um, but man, this was fun. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks again, Brett. If I could sit here and have conversations like that for the rest of eternity, I would be a very happy content creator and collector in the hobby. I love this show and I love learning from people like Chrissy Buckets. You take care of yourself. Have a great weekend. We'll be back always with more Stacking Slabs podcast next week. Keep it real.